With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, November 8th. This is a first for the pod. We've got a father-daughter tag team. Yesterday, we put in your feed an interview that we had conducted with Charles Schwab a while back. And today, we have a recent interview with his daughter, Carrie Schwab Pomerantz. She works at the company and she doesn't run it, but she does do a lot of their consumer facing stuff. Uh, we had essentially been asked to interview her about a retirement survey. We touch on that briefly, but really, this is an interview about the state of being an investor right now and retirement, et cetera. Our interview with Carrie Schwab Pomerantz here goes. We conducted research among folks that are between 55 and 75 years old with at least $100,000 in investable assets, and that included retirement. So this is a more affluent group, and we, you know, we know that the term retirement really is, is constantly evolving, right? It's not the way our grandparents uh, retired. And so we wanted to see how people are feeling in today's you know, climate with all that's been going on. And I have to tell you, it's very interesting that the majority of these folks are very confident about their retirement lifestyle. They have not been at least emotionally impacted by the pandemic, you know, the market volatility, the job losses, at least in their minds, as you would think. But there was definitely some disconnects uh, with, you know, confidence versus reality. Tell me about that disconnect. These people have been saving since their 20s and 30s, which, as you know, Jill, I advocate for every young person to get started. So, so that's pretty extraordinary that these people did. Two things that came about. One is that many of them, about, I think, over 60% did not have a financial plan. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, they saved $920,000, which sounds like a lot of money. It's almost a million dollars. But they believe that they're going to generate about $135,000 a year um, from their portfolio. Or at hold least on, hold on. Wait a second. Let's go back yeah. a second. Let's, let's yeah. break that down. Let's round it up. From my million dollars, I'm going to generate how much per year? They believe they need $135,000 a year to live. You know, Social Security, as you know, isn't going to cover $130,000. A million dollars, if you uh, expect a thirty year retirement, you want to make sure that you don't outlive your money, you should spend about 4% of that, which is about $40,000 a year. So, so the point is, is that they might not realize, or hopefully they have other sources of income to cover that $135,000. And I would, even go so, I would even go so far uh, as to say yeah. that the 4% withdrawal rate is probably yeah. even overstating it, given that bond yields are so low. Let's say that on that million dollars, it's really more like three or three and a half percent. And now what you're concerned about is you have no idea where they think they're going to get the rest of that money, right? Yes. And then the other part, as I mentioned, they didn't have a financial plan. And I know that that's probably a concept that's been promoted for, you know, more, more recently, or people think it's for rich people or whatever. 
But a financial plan is really for everybody. And it gives you the step-by-step sort of process, or, or first of all, it takes a look at all the money you have, you know, all the assets, all the liabilities, and sort of what your goals are. And then it helps you create that step-by-step process to get where you want. So I think a lot of people, because of the pandemic, are now seeking out more financial help, more financial plans. But the bottom line is, had they gotten you know, some, some direction earlier in their lives, they probably would have saved a lot more. I mean, I guess that in general, I'm not surprised that people don't do planning. But what's interesting to me is, you know, here is an organization, Charles Schwab as an organization, which really broke through historically and, and brought the pricing of investment services down dramatically. I'm getting the sense in listening to you talk that this is just sort of in that same strain, which is you now in general at Schwab, of course, there are expensive financial planners who clear through Schwab. That's one thing, but that you also are now bringing that idea of a more cost efficient way to invest into the planning side. So can you talk a little bit about the kind of planning work at Schwab that you do that makes it a little like if there's less friction, like what is it about what you guys are doing that's allowing people to access the idea of planning more efficiently or cheaper and without the feeling like, oh my God, I have to like undress and give everything over to someone else. We feel that everybody should have a financial plan uh, because that's the only way you're really going to get to financial security or the life that you really want. So like you said, we're taking the friction out wherever possible. And I have to tell you, you know, through market volatilities, you know, I just... Jill, I don't know if I've ever shared with you, but I also use um, an expert to help manage my money. I always share with people that even the experts get help because you do better, right? And you you learn and and you stay on track. And, you know, for somebody like, you know, me or, you know, with kids and a big job running around, I don't really have time for that. It's not about that I can't do it. It's just I don't have time. And so with the market volatilities, like back in the Great Recession, when the market went down 50%, I said to my RIA, I said, oh, my God, the phones must be ringing off the hook for you, Mike. He said, no, Carrie, everybody has their plan. Everybody has their asset allocation that reflects their risk tolerance. We've only had one guy call and he's a nervous Nelly and he always finds reasons to call. So the point is, is that a financial plan, in particular, one component is the investment plan. It reflects your goals, your risk tolerance, and then you can ride these you know, the volatility and feel confident that over the long term, you're going to be okay. It seems daunting to so many people to do it. I think that there's like the hurdle of the like, oh, now I have to like, I have to gather up all my information. I got to do all this stuff. But in some respects, I think that there is a sense of control that you can really feel by going through the process. I think one of the interesting parts of going through a financial planning process is essentially that you are becoming more in touch with this thing that seems amorphous and out there. It is indeed one of the ways that people can feel a lot more in control, as you said, especially during volatile times, regardless of whether Mm -hmm. the market is up or down. Mm -hmm. That's a huge lift to people who are feeling out of sorts about so many other parts of their life. When you're in the dark, that creates a lot more fear. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize is You know, a financial plan doesn't necessarily have to be complicated. 
you know, I mean, just even doing it in your own home and listing what are all my assets, what are all my liabilities, and what are my needs later in life, right? And, and just even knowing that, there's been multiple actually studies on this, that people who plan, again, pencil to paper, save on average 300% more than those who do not. So it's, it's being more intentional, really, about your money matters. Yeah. And, and that's so interesting. So, you know, because you're right that if you're on top of it, you're more involved and it's tangible to you. What do you do with the idea that because of there are so many unknowns in, in life right now amid COVID, that sometimes it's really easy to hyper focus on your financial stuff because it's like the repository for all of your anxiety. How do we mm-hmm. get people to stop freaking out about the market going up or down or sideways? Or What have you guys found at Schwab that helps with that? Well, I mean, of course, you know, I'm kind of going back to the planning and having a partner. You know, it could be a financial consultant, somebody that you trust and can be there for you. And, and again, it's about the plan and, and educating yourself. I think that's really, really important to do. Planning, getting help, making things automatic is another way to take take things out of your hands in a way. You know, when I say that, I mean, saving automatically in your 401k or your emergency fund, that is money that you can dip into during times like this so that you don't have to sell stock, you know, at a low or borrow at a high. This survey was for 55 to 75 year olds who are closer thinking about retirement. When you're nearing retirement, you should have a a year's worth of cash. And if you're in retirement, you might consider even two years. And it doesn't all have to be in a money market fund. You could have you know, a short-term bond fund as well. You wrote an article, Seven Important Questions a Financial Plan Can Help You Answer. One of the things I just wanted to focus on is the idea about how to help people prioritize. And I think that essentially the idea of paying down debt And also, you know, putting money into your retirement and getting that emergency reserve fund. But I feel like there are people who are really juggling a lot of family issues, especially right now, right? You know, everyone's home and this, that, and the other thing. And then there's this idea that I have to do for my kids. I've got to get these kids to college. And what's your view on balancing the amount of money that you're investing for your kids? kids, maybe it's college plan versus saving for your own retirement. That's one of the most frequently asked questions that we field here. Well, my position is not very popular, Jill. So just to kind of reiterate what you had mentioned, because I think it's important for your listeners, the three most important money savings areas are, you said, your 401k up to the company match. As we know, a lot of companies, not every company, but a lot of companies match doubling your savings. You can't get that kind of rate rate of return anywhere else and you need it for retirement. So that's first. The second is paying off high interest, non-deductible debt. Again, that's like credit cards. And remember, we're all paying, we're paying what, 15% or more um, interest rate. That can go back to your savings. And then the emergency fund, as we already talked about. So you don't have to sell any stock at a low or so forth. Those are the three three highest priorities. Then it's retirement again. After that, you can start thinking about my child's college education, buying a home, buying a second home, whatever it is. The reason we put college education last is the bottom line is you can't get a loan. You can't get a scholarship for retirement. 
but your child can. I think you're doing your child a disservice by depleting your retirement for them because you will become a burden later in life. And I don't think anybody, any parent wants to do that. I I really have to agree. And of course, that's kind of what we preach here at the show. I think that a lot of the research and the writing that you've done really does underscore so much of, you know, sort of the various pieces of advice that, that I've been doling out for a long time. I think it's also really been cool to watch the offerings at Schwab shift with time and, you know, the idea of creating a robo where there's advice and there's guidance. I think that that is incredibly, I really do think that there are a lot of people who think, well, um, I can't get advice because I don't have any money. Well, no, you can. So everyone listening, you can go to Schwab.com and you know what, when you go on that front door, I can give the spiel for you better than you can, Carrie. And it says (laughs) robo advice and unlimited professional guidance. And look, if you're a do-it-yourselfer and you want 0% commissions, you know, $0 commission, you can go to Schwab and do that too. But for most of us, we are our own worst enemies. So I think one of the, you know, beyond doing the financial plan, one really wonderful thing about having a robo and having advice is that it can prevent you from doing something stupid. And you know, some of you do stupid things sometimes. I wrote a whole book about that. Well, thanks for listening. And, uh, you know, as you finish out your weekend, a couple things to put on your to-do list. Number one, Send us an email if you have a question. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Or of course, you can just go to the website to JillOnMoney.com and there sign up for our free weekly newsletter or copy the link and send it to some friends of yours who should be subscribing to our podcast. Very important. We want to expand our listenership every single time we do put something out there. So help us do that. It's only because of you that this show has become so popular in 2020. You, you guys are the key and we are here to help answer your questions. So please send us an email, go on the website, contact us through there. And if you've got anything going on in your financial life and we can help you out, Mark and I really do appreciate that this is something that we do, that we can give to you. Okay. So don't forget, as always. I want to thank all of our guests who appeared, the the Schwabs, this weekend. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is the best executive producer of all time. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Please continue to wash your hands, to wear those masks, to maintain your physical distancing, and uh, do something nice for someone today, will you? Wouldn't kill you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. <music>